for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are live. I'm in Waco, Texas. We have some very special guests from Nashville, Tennessee. We, they, they are a band from you. Are you all from, from Nashville, or did you just kind of like relocate to Nashville? No, we, we all came here recently and within the past couple of years for college. Okay. So awesome. Fairly new. We've got we've got a little bit of a bet on how many times I'm going to mess up your name, so I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. We got Race Ipsa Loquitur. You, you got, got it right. right. Oh, that was perfect. That was perfect. I'm sitting here practicing nice. it in the back of my head, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to mess up Loquitur. Race Ipsa Loquitur. Yep. And because it was funny, I had a a musician on from New Zealand, and she had like a super easy name, and I just like completely fumbled the name. And she, I, I was like, you know. It, I think it's it actually harder to pronounce my last name than the band name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got Race Ipso Lokwitter here with us from Nashville. Um, let's start off from the beginning and have you all enter, because we've got kind of a big crowd with us today. We got five people in the chat. That's a new one for us, especially nice. being in the quarantine. Everybody's in different places. Mm-hmm. So let's have you introduce yourselves and uh, let's start with Seth and kind of work our way down the line sounds good well like you said my name's seth uh i play drums in the band and also occasionally write and sing some of the songs uh and am a co-producer as well so and then i guess we'll go start with one of the lukes we'll, we'll do um, both lukes Luke Huff, go ahead. <laughs> at the same time um yeah. well i'm well i'm luke huff uh, I play bass in Race Ipsa Loquitur. Um, I, I don't sing on the recordings yet, but... Um, He's done Bulls on Parade. Uh, I did Bulls on Parade, yeah. Nice. But I mostly play, play bass and, and moral support. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm Luke McElvena. I do vocals and guitar, and I've um, we have a new song coming out, and I've written that one, and I've written the first track on our latest single like our double single and i've been playing guitar for about 12 years now and i've also played with gabe in the past with uh, school of rock up in mason ohio and uh my name's gabe i uh i also play guitar and um as as luke said uh we've played together a good amount before back back home uh i have not um I also have not sang on anything yet, but uh, that could change depending on how confident I feel with my singing. <laughs> as long as you can carry a tune or a melody, you'll, you'll try. Yeah. yeah, I'll get close. Well, I'll get I'll get somewhere in the ballpark, you know. <laughs> we all we all at least write riffs or, or stuff yeah, like that, yeah. and so we're we're pretty open to collaboration. If someone comes in with you know good lyrics and they you know can hold the tune and everything then you know we kind of kind of leave that open to everyone so 
Right. And I mean, like on the end of our new single, there's like harmonies and it's a four part harmony. So everyone is able to sing. And like one of the songs that I've written under my, underneath my personal name, like we all did harmonies too. So like we all sing, we all, we, ha- we all have a chance at the, as a front man, I guess at the mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're all pretty like, you know, um, open-ended when it comes to that stuff. It's not mm-hmm. like Luke sings the most out of us, but there's not really like a lead singer or like a lead guy. Like when you think of a band, like when, you, oh, like we were talking about Aerosmith earlier, you know, Steven Tyler is, is the guy when you think of Aerosmith, you know, yeah. Freddie Mercury is the guy when you think of Queen. Mm-hmm. For us, it's, it's kind of like, we're all, it's like all our band, which yeah. is a pretty cool, like, you know, concept that I, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, so y'all are based out of Nashville, but where are you from originally? Where did you guys all moved to Nashville from? So Luke Huff and I uh, both moved from Detroit. Um, uh, so yeah, we're both from from Michigan. Grew up there, and uh, our family lives in Atlanta now, which is where we're uh, both coming to you from. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Gabe Page and I are both from Cincinnati, as we like said, like we did like School of Rock and everything. Um, well, Gabe, Gabe actually lives about 25 minutes north of me in Mason, but I live in um, kind of closer to Cincinnati, I would say, uh, about 50 minutes from downtown. Awesome. And how are you all handling the COVID-19? Are you, how's everybody holding up with all that stuff going on? Uh, pretty good. Thanks. Thankfully, neither I or any, any you know, family members or friends have, have dealt with it yet um and uh actually so i think uh luke McElvena mentioned it earlier we've been roommates for past couple of years and combined have a decent amount of recording equipment so as soon as this kind of all happened and we decided we wanted to kind of go back home and be with our families we packed up our studio gear and, and took it back and because now i'm with luke he can use our gear and uh gave us use some of luke McElvena's gear and stuff so we've been kind of working on new music this new single we've got coming out in a couple of weeks we all recorded remotely over the past month so nice awesome and we'll definitely get into the single here as we kind of progress but um what i guess we'll start with just to shake things up we'll start with gabe because i feel like he gets thrown to the back of the bus a lot um <laughs> what got you started with music or what got you started in music actually um it probably was School of Rock. Um, I mean, I started taking piano lessons when I was five, but you know, a lot of, a lot of kids have to do that. Um, although I think well, I think it was like twelve uh, when the School of Rock opened, like five minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was, uh, you know, I went down there. I started taking drum lessons, uh, and eventually, sort of along the way, I picked up guitar as well. And um, I've, I've kind of been doing a lot more guitar in recent years, uh, really working on that a lot more. And yeah, I mean, I've played with a few bands recently. I kind of started playing professionally outside of School of Rock, uh, probably when I was about 17 or 18. Um, I think probably when I, like late into the 17. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been a been a fun journey, and uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, just have enjoying it the rest of my life. You know. Awesome. And then uh, Luke Mac Lavena. 
Um, I'm sorry. What was the question again? Oh, like what, got, <laughs> what got you started in music? Okay. So what got started me in music is um, my grandma uh, on my mom's side actually got me like this ukulele sized guitar. And when I was like, I think around first grade, like I could never put it down. Like I even put like a dent in the wall because I like fell down the stairs with it. Um, and then my mom decided to like get me guitar lessons around second grade. And um, I wasn't allowed to start until third grade, but I guess the, uh, my first teacher saw that like I was so enthusiastic about it that he let me join in like a whole grade early. Then ever since then I've joined the school of rock and then I went to Belmont university in Nashville which are where I am currently. And then it just all is like falling into place until now. Is that the guitar that is currently hanging behind you over your right shoulder? That one over there? No, that's, uh, that's like the main guitar I use. It's a PRS uh, custom 24, like the SE version, but it's modified to like sound like the actual USA version. Yeah. Gotcha. I just saw it back there and it looked like it was small, but perspective, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I guess we'll go to the either Luke or Seth Huff, whatever, whoever wants to. You go first, man. We'll, we'll go down the line. Yeah, okay. So um, I've been, I just grew up with music for as long as I can remember. I've heard music just kind of around the house, just like through the radio and speakers. And I don't know, something about it, you know, really, you know, I was drawn to music, uh, Seth and I both. I mean, that that's kind of the glue that has, has held us together through and then, you know, through the, I hate my little brother phase of like uh, upper elementary school that, you know, everyone goes through, um, which I, I was on the receiving end of that, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, music has really just been a part of my life for a while. I started taking drum lessons when I was like nine. And, um, and then when I was like 13, I joined a school of rock program like uh, the ones Luke and Gabe were in uh, as a drummer. Mm-hmm. But uh, that school of rock program was just starting. And so they said, hey, we need a bassist. Like, do you know how to play bass? I'm like, yeah, a little. And so I started taking bass lessons there. And I realized that there's so much that you can do with the bass. And it really is like the, the, the groove and like the, the, the soul of the song. Like drums and bass are like the most important parts of the song that people don't really realize so it just kind of sparked a love for it and now uh years later down the road here i am playing with bands in in nashville and uh attending belmont university as a as a music student so um but when people ask me you know like where'd you get your start in music i'm like i don't know i I just feel like it's always been a part of me you know Mm -hmm. so and yeah for me it kind of came a little bit later uh, in life, like Luke kind of said, he was always sort of interested in music. Uh, but my early interest was uh, I loved cartoon VeggieTales. And uh, I <laughs> always, like, always like thought of myself being like an animator for that show. And then I tried to animate something when I was like eight. And it, mm. it took me forever to just get like four seconds of a ball bouncing. So I kind of gave up on that. <laughs> uh, and and uh, when, actually when Luke had a, one of his first drum lessons, I, I had to go with my mom and, and them for some reason. Uh, and I was just kind of sitting in the lobby and he gets out of his lesson and the teacher was kind of like, well, you want to have a lesson too? And I was, I was sort of interested. So I was kind of like, sure, why not? And as soon as I started playing, I was like, oh, I actually really enjoy this. And so kept taking lessons. I was probably about nine or 10 when I started and just kind of kept taking lessons ever since I've taken some guitar lessons and stuff. But I think drums has just always been the 
the instrument uh, that's uh, stuck out the most to me, just because I don't really like being at the front of the stage. I like <laughs> I like being behind and kind of being more of a support role. So yeah, nice. which is kind of why I liked doing uh, music production too, um, and why that's actually what I study at Belmont. Nice. Um, and because yeah, I like those sort of behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then how long have y'all been playing together? We talked about this briefly before we jumped on, but how long have you guys been playing together? So Luke McElvena and I met uh, kind of halfway into our freshman year at Belmont University um, uh, when he was looking for uh, a drummer for a, a different band. Kind of had a similar sound to what we had now, but just mm -hmm. some different people in it. Um, and so we met then uh, and both kind of needed a roommate for the next year of college. So we, we decided to sort of, you know, room together, became more friends that way, played in a few different bands. Um, and sort of recently after those groups had fallen apart, uh, kind of came back to writing, you know, the sort of music we were doing with that first group's more rock oriented. And uh, when uh, we thought about putting a band together, Luke Huff and, and Gabe were the first two people we thought of to fill it out. So Nice. And yeah, started playing together officially probably in about January. Oh, so. nice. Awesome. And then who would you say you guys draw influences from musically, like as a collective? Uh, we're all somewhat all over the place. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we're, we're a rock band. I think we, we pull the most and, you know, feel free to disagree with me, I guess, guys, if you want to. But I feel like we pull the <laughs> We pull the most from like 70s classic rock um, and kind of a little bit of like the 90s grunge all rock stuff too. So, you know, I know for me, like some, some of my favorite bands that I sort of draw influence from for this are, you know, things like Led Zeppelin, Foo Fighters, Queen of the Stone Age, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I love like the Beatles and Pink Floyd and that kind of stuff too. So kind of, those are kind of the eras where we're drawing from. Awesome. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd be on board with that. I've, as I think we had said before the stream started, like Aerosmith is my favorite band, but I, I kind of have an eclectic appreciation of rock and roll as a whole, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know how, how to really describe that, but it's, you know, rock is in my blood. I grew up on rock and roll. I started learning with rock and roll. And even though, you know, I branch out and I learn about other styles, I always come back to my roots always yeah nice. my parents even said i know more music than them and they kind of grew up with that rock generation and they still don't know some of the older rock bands that i play <laughs> yeah That's and funny. uh i'm probably the most like out there like music taste out of all of them uh like i started in rock and then i kind of moved towards like more like hip-hop and electronic kind of things as mm. well but just kind of bringing all that together but i I say like what I bring to the table is different influences. I mean, as a bass player, definitely uh, influences from like John Paul Jones, Flea, uh, James Jameson, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. we all come together to make like an eclectic rock sound. Yeah, mm -hmm. nice. Um, so you we've meant or you mentioned it a little bit before. Um, you guys got a new single coming out here in the next couple of weeks. What was that kind of process like for you, as far as creatively speaking? How did you come up with the song? How did you, or who came, who started writing the song? Whose initial idea was it? What was that kind of creative process like when you started working on this single that you're going to release here in a couple of weeks? 
So I went back. Um, my my car has the advantage of like being able to get down to Nashville without stopping for gas and then coming back, so I didn't have to like stop anywhere. Sure. So I kind of yeah. went down there to visit my girlfriend after I think it was like a month, and then right after she left, I was like packing everything out, and um, I just like heard this riff inside my head. It was like I need to figure out what it is, so I put it onto the guitar. I sent it to them, and then I started writing lyrics and like more lyrics. And then like, I was like, and then I sent it to everyone. They're like, that needs to be a little bit more um, refined. So I sent it to like one of my um, best friends who lives in Florida now. She doesn't go to Belmont anymore. And she kind of just like helped me through the entire lyrics. So we got the entire song like written out, layout and everything. And then I kind of, Seth and I are like starting a recording business. So I had, I recorded it into my um, DAW and then I sent it to Seth. He recorded the drums and bass, and then I bought a new interface, which then I dropped off my old one to Gabe's mailbox, so he wouldn't come in contact uh, for social distancing regulations. And then everyone just kind of recorded their part, and it came together, and we just started mixing and mastering it. Sending files back and forth, pretty much. But yeah, I think you, you kind of sent us the riff right around the time the whole... COVID-19, that craziness started to happen. And so it was on everyone's minds. And I think that's just kind of kind of where the lyrics and everything came from. Nice. And this is, this is a song that you guys have written within the last, I guess, six weeks since the whole COVID-19's kind of popped off. Yeah, um, beginning, of, beginning of March of pretty much when we, we wrote it. You recorded it yourselves remotely. Everybody's kind of doing their own DIY recording yeah. at home yeah you know we've, we've all kind of amassed a decent you know amount of gear so you know especially luke and i set up our own little sort of home studio setups um and i've got a you know a room to set up drums and everything like that so we kind of just sent files back and forth to you know do all the tracking and editing and mixing and mastering and all that and uh yeah so it, it was all kind of a remote thing and we I think it took us about a month to track the whole thing so we, we finished the mix probably about a week ago or something oh nice and, uh, and the, yeah the, the funny thing was um re recording the solo was kind of an interesting process for me because i don't have a ton of gear and as i said or as luke said uh he had to drop off his interface in my mailbox and i have two cheap condenser or not cond i have two cheap dynamic mics mm -hmm. um and i used my mom's macbook because i have a pc to use GarageBand. Mm -hmm. And I plug, so I plugged in both mics, I got them set up and I tracked the same solo twice mm -hmm. and I sent both takes to Luke. But what I forgot to do was separate it out. So I had mic one, take one, mic two, take one, and then mic one, take two, mic two, take two. And he says, Hey man, you need to separate these back out. So I'm like, Oh crap. You know, and I go back and as I'm changing, it's like getting another text from me. He says, wait, don't do it yet. I might be able to make this sound cool. I just panned one left, panned one to the right, panned one to the left. And yeah, it sounded it, awesome. <laughs> it since it was the same solo with just slight variations at parts, it kind of got what what did you say, Luke? It was like a Randy Rhodes sort Randy of Randy Rhodes. Yeah. So like what Randy Rhodes is, he recorded the same solo four times, but like different positions around the room. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And that was now we got an interesting sound. Nice. Especially because like, yeah, your your intonation is gonna be a little bit different every time you play something. So mm -hmm. like I don't know. Uh, interesting sound for sure. At least I, at least I think so. Okay. So <laughs> now is everybody like when you were recording this, was everybody playing to like a click track or something or? Yeah, we, we, yeah. we all play to a click. Um, okay. 
we don't necessarily like you know i like i said i'm an audio engineering major um so i i've kind of handled a lot of the, the you know track editing and all that yeah. kind of stuff um you know we 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 don't necessarily we're not people that try to like grid everything and make yeah. it like perfectly on tempo because especially a lot of the older groups we draw from there's kind of more of that loose feel um but yeah that's we at least play to it and try to get you know as close to it as we can because that's right. you know the easiest way to make everything clue together uh that Seth, this question might be more up your alley but um what was what were some of the issues that maybe you weren't anticipating that you had recording all the tracks in different locations. Was there any, what were some of the big issues you guys ran into? I mean, just communication can be difficult um, for sure, because it's not like, you know, because Luke McElvin and I handle, you know, all the production pretty much, um, you know, when we were together, it, it was a lot easier you know, I, you know, one of us would come home from school or something or whatever, and the other person would be working on the song and we'd just be like, Hey, you know, listen to what I've done on the mix. And then, you know, we kind of sit there for a bit and tweak it and whatnot. But this is like, you know, every time you make an adjustment, you have to send it over and then wait for everyone to hear it and respond. And so that took a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but as far as musically, um, I guess this song is de definitely has, uh, more of like a, a Queens of the Stone Age sort of vibe mm -hmm. than, uh, some of our other songs it's kind of bluesy but also it's got a got a nice swing to it and uh the verse kind of has an interesting groove in it because i'm not really playing a, a straight beat it's kind of like the the bass and the guitar and the drums are all kind of locked in into this very staccato groove and uh that was honestly the hardest part to get right because it's easier when you're working together because you can be like hey let's do that again but you know with everyone doing it remotely if there were like major issues that we had to fix you know they'd send it out and you know spend all that time on it and then we'd have to be like hey you got to do that again yeah so that could get frustrating for sure especially trying to like send files over and you know sometimes luke would call me and be like oh the files aren't lining up right or whatever and then i'd have to resend them over and all that stuff yeah. but uh i mean despite all that i think it came together really smoothly and when we, we played back the final mix like <laughs> i was playing it to my family <laughs> uh the other day and i was honestly kind of blown away <laughs> what we we did not to that's not to like pat myself on the back or anything yeah. like that but like just i was really impressed that we were able to come up with as good of a result as we did from you know kind of yeah. being able, having to do everything remotely yeah you know and if one thing positive comes out of this whole pandemic covid19 thing it's definitely building up that resourcefulness of musicians like I, I, every single day I see something brand new on YouTube where you got these got musicians that are used to working in million dollar recording studios resort or resorting back to their roots, recording in the bathroom and working with their friends. And they're doing like three part or like drums, guitar, singing, you know, having like three or four tracks and doing right. it all remotely and figuring out a way to make it work without access to this. Yeah. And I mean, that was the other thing that just kind of made the final result so impressive was just, you know, when all this started happening, we were planning to, you know, all be together and record more music and stuff. And, you know, at first I know I was just kind of like, you know, Oh shoot, how are we going to, how are we going to do this all? But it, it all came together uh, super smoothly. So. Is uh so you said that the this single is going to be part of a EP that you guys are working towards. Yeah. What's uh, that? 
right now it's being released as a single on mm -hmm. May 15th, but eventually we're going to have our, our older singles and everything like new songs put onto an EP that's coming out probably in the summer or kind of early fall. Mm -hmm. um, if everything goes as smoothly, like we are able to see each other yeah. in the near future. Is the so how many more songs would you say you have to record for the uh, upcoming EP? Honestly, a lot of, so part of it too is, uh, you know, we're, we're very perfectionistic about our production. And so um, some parts of songs, like, you know, the first two songs that we released and are out on, on Spotify now, um, kind of a couple weeks after we listened to them, we were like, well, if we put this on another project, we would change this, this, and okay. this, and whatever. And so a lot of stuff is mainly just being tweaked because we're pulling from uh, recordings either we've already released or stuff that Luke McElvena kind of released on his own. So um, you're you're releasing singles as you go, just so you have stuff out there and you're building. Yeah, going. our and plan after this is to hopefully kind of have the the EP done because uh, there's really only I think a couple more tracks that we we got to finish. Um, as I said earlier, we're all kind of write and contribute in different ways. So there's uh, you know another song that I uh, have written and sang. Um, mm -hmm. We have one that I, I do lead vocals on out already, but uh, that's kind of the main one that we got to work on next. And then it's yeah. kind of touching up other things and getting the whole thing to, to work as a whole. So, Gotcha. And so the plan is that you guys record your entire first EP yourselves? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's nice, especially for me as, as an audio major, to kind of have some quote-unquote penalty-free experience, yeah. you know, like when you're working for an client you're like oh, the, the pressure's a lot more on yep. um and we certainly hold ourselves to uh, you know a really high standard with our production and try to make it the best that we can but it's it's it uh kind of leaves more room for us to experiment and try some different techniques and you know i feel like every song we've worked on we've kind of just incrementally gotten better and learned different techniques and stuff along the way um and you know figured out what hasn't worked and you know what has and that sort of thing so yeah and like we're not on a like the schedule essentially like we have we like don't have to get something done by a certain point mm -hmm. in the year so like we have a little bit more freedom to kind of like mess around with um different um, techniques and um engineering and mixing and mastering and everything yeah awesome and also i feel like um a l most of us if not all of us come from like a diy background you know recording music ourselves and stuff and so um it's very I natural. feel like at, at this point to, you know, do like get a producer or something, not that it, that it wouldn't be helpful or anything, but like, mm. I just think like we're just more used to, to doing things ourselves right now, Nice. Uh, which, it, which has helped us during this time, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, and then with everybody kind of having a I don't want to say a little more free time, but a lot more free time. Is anybody doing anything to challenge themselves musically? Are you experimenting with a new sound, trying to learn a new instrument? Is anybody doing anything to kind of challenge themselves musically? Uh, for me, I've just, I've kind of kept diving more into the, the audio world. Um, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, I'm a junior at Belmont, so a lot of the classes have been super helpful and I've learned a lot, but there's also, you know, so many different online resources and even like, you know, YouTube channels that 
professional producers who have done, you know, huge projects are running now. And so I've just been trying to learn all different kinds of tips that I can and starting to build up more of my arsenal of plugins and microphones and that sort of thing. Um, so I've been diving kind of more into that uh, lately as opposed to, to drums. Um, but this, this new song in some ways was, was kind of a bit more of a challenge because it has more of like a, a swing or a shuffle groove to it, which has never really been my strong suit, uh, but it kind of pushed myself to, you know, to get it right and, and work on that. So it's kind of opened up some new frontiers in my playing because I come from a punk rock background, so I'm pretty good at, you know, just, da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, I can keep, <laughs> keep a pretty straight beat, but kind of getting into some more syncopated grooves and stuff has, has definitely uh, pushed me in some ways. Gabe, what about you? I, I know for me, um, like my main thing has just been like, I, I want to keep working on my chops, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, at the same time, I've kind of trying to, I've been trying to think about, you know, like, okay, what can I do to simplify my songwriting? Because when I first started writing music, as I was first picking up the instrument, you know, it was pretty basic and maybe a little bit cringeworthy. Uh, but, you know, as I, as I developed my musical skills and I got into stuff like prog rock, um, which I also love, I kind of got to a point where I was starting to write, and I'm still kind of here right now, is like, I like to write songs, but a lot of the time they end up being kind of long and sometimes needlessly complex with like a million changes. Mm -hmm. So now I'm trying to think about like, what can I do to refine this, put in more of a digestible and like, I guess marketable, but also just like a format that's going to be a little easier for everyone to enjoy rather than just prog rock nerds like myself, yeah. you know? Um, uh, but, you know, I, I feel like that's just kind of having that time to think and reflect without the stress of, you know, oh, I have to do this. I have to do a million other things. You know, I've got so much going on. I'm in the house maybe a few hours a day, but now I'm here all the time. And I'm like, it's just time to work. Uh, on myself, I guess a little bit, and sort of my own, my own skills—not just technically, but from you know a big picture kind of perspective, sort of becoming more well-rounded, uh, mm. as it were. Um, but yeah, that's that's I guess what I what I have to say. Yeah, perfect. Um. I know that uh, I've been you know working on bass stuff and 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 having more time to practice uh now that school is done and just getting those chops refined for sure um but i've also been you know working on a on a side project as well which is more like electronic leaning and and stuff and like my production uh in that regard and stuff and so i've been creating through that and then just kind of like testing myself in bass so i with all that i don't know like it's just like challenging myself musically has really helped with this quarantine a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also like figuring out my sound and stuff, you know? Yeah. What about you, Luke? Um, I've been just like trying to figure out like different tones I can get with the uh, setup I have. It's like I have multiple different guitars like that have all the like all their unique like sounds and I brought them back when I went to visit my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And um, I've just been going through my pedal board, adjusting everything to try to see what I can get out of it and like what I can't get out of it pretty much. I've just been um, kind of going back on some like the songs I used to play back in the day, just to like um, refresh myself on certain techniques, like a different artist do, like I would say Nuno Betancourt from Extreme, 
Ace Freely from Kiss and just um, Jack White. Every like show I played at the School of Rock, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Nice. He's been taking vocal lessons too. Oh yeah, <laughs> vocal lessons. I forgot about that. I have those every week. <laughs> Dude's got pipes now. Nice. <laughs> hey, that, that's good. Um, so you got all of men or both most of you. I don't think Seth has brought up the School of Rock. Now. I actually did play in one for about a year, but okay. it, it wasn't like a huge part of my musical journey. I, I okay. played in groups with friends okay. and stuff. Gotcha. Now that that's like the program that's based off the Jack Black movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, there's there's lessons, although I, I never did the weekly lessons. I just played in the performance groups. Mm-hmm. Um, came in wanting to do drums, but because I knew guitar, they put me on guitar more often so for a while i was really good at guitar uh i'm not nearly as good now so any anytime there's like a song i've written lots of times i end up playing the rhythm and i'm yeah. like you know luke do this thing and you know he'll, he can nail it so um but you know i'm usually just kind of you know power chords or open chords that sort of thing um but yeah it, it it's definitely it was a great experience um and because lots of times at least the experience for me and Luke Cuff was, you know, they pick out the songs for you and a lot of the shows have different themes. So you learn how to play kind of a, a wide range of material. Um, mm. And I think that was definitely pretty instrumental and in kind of helping me have more of an appreciation for kind of all the different decades of rock and pop music history. And so I, I just, you know, like I, even though we, I've said that we, I think we pull most from the, the 70s and the 90s, I think there's probably bands we like throughout the whole kind of yeah. history of, of rock and, and pop music since, you know, the 50s and 60s and that kind of stuff so but it's not but it's not jack black sitting there chastising you because you don't know who motorhead is uh no i've never had i've never had jack black instruct me personally that'd be pretty cool though i think yeah that that would be pretty cool i mean that that would be really cool acdc motorhead oh what are they teaching in this place I, Puff I, Daddy. I like Puff. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, have, I have had some instructors that are very partial to like one band. Um, and that just kind of shows you the song choices, but yeah. that like no one's ever like, they, they've never like shoved an artist in your face and be like, okay, this is what you're supposed to base your, your playing off of. It's, it's more like, here is a lot of like, you know, different things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it does help you like expand your musical vocabulary so it's kind of yeah that's all that's always good like i love it when there's programs that are helping you expand your music and look like maybe you grew up listening to this type of music and then the program comes in it's like well maybe you like this but give this a listen like there's certain thing yeah it also really helps uh because a lot of those uh are in like small towns mm-hmm. um like we you know we've all grown up in like suburbs of big cities and so there's you know there's not a lot of like people we know who are like our age that that are into the music that we know and so those organizations really help form connections musical connections like case in point luke and gabe here nice so i'm going to ask you a couple of fun questions since you guys seem like a fun group here. Heck yeah. I'm I'm going to out you a little bit. Oh, oh, man. Oh, no. What is your guilty pleasure song that is currently on your playlist? 
or oh, oh shoot, I gotta look now. Yeah. yeah I'll check it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, I will go first. You know, so right everybody now, everybody is kind of cringing. I will set the bar very high for you. Oh um, yeah. It is currently "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus. Oh. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that's my guilty pleasure, but I I do like that song. So, um. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I I don't feel very guilty about liking them, but in, in some circles of friends, like I, I'm an unapologetic huge fan of the 1975, which is like probably the most far like pop mm-hmm. my music goes. Um, but to me, they're such an interesting band um, that, uh, that not only writes really, really pop songs, um, but can also dabble in a lot of different genres. But mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of one of those bands that mostly has a you know teenage girl fan base. Some people are just kind of like, no, they're not very cool, man. But I'm like, ah, I don't care. I think they make great music. So, I would have to say "Honeymoon Avenue" by Ariana Grande. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh man. All right. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, so, for mine, I don't know if I call this a guilty pleasure because, like, I'm a little guilty, but not really. But I gotta say, like I I like Eurobeat. I think Eurobeat's pretty pretty fun. And like Eiffel sixty five. I'm saying like Deja Vu and like Gas Gas Gas. You know, like but like right now the one that like comes up the most is probably Deja Vu. And I know that's kind of a meme song, but like dang, mm-hmm. it's 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 a fun song, man. Mm-hmm. It's a fun song when you're driving along. We if you're driving down the freeway at night and some Eurobeat comes on. Oh yeah. man, it's it's something else. It's really something else. Yeah. <laughs> <But> that, <laughs> I used to have when I used to do a lot of overnight driving. I used to have like a lot of what I would call strip club anthems. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah, like it would just be like just really random techno and stuff. Yeah, and like it's just driving four a.m. because I grew up in Chicago and I went to school at Southern Illinois, so like that five and a half hour trip and through the cornfields needed <laughs> some kind of excitement so just flipping on yeah. the uh you know cascada or who, whoever was playing oh, popular yeah. in the late 2000s there you know gabe yeah. and i know like in the cornfields being in ohio yeah. oh yeah we got we got lots of cornfields yeah yeah um yeah. Uh, my guilty pleasure I mean I'm not like super guilty like in person about this uh, but like I do not like to let a lot of my friends know that I listen to like a lot of rap music um so I, I guess I'd say like um I've been into this artist named Playboy Cardi a lot oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of the kids kids like him he's just very like I don't know like the vibe of his music is very like ethereal and stuff but um yeah, I guess like as far as guilty pleasures or um, like uh, I love the songs that they play when you go to like roller skate rinks because they're always like so out of date. Yeah. Like if you if you play Yeah by Usher at a roller skating rink, I'll get down, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or some, uh, what's the, it's like Soldier Boy, like Waka Flocka. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, oh no! What what about the baby, Luke? What about the baby? We've oh had yeah, so many conversations sure, about him. Uh, there have been like multiple nights where we've just been hanging out, and then Gabe will just play the song, and I like 
know almost every word. <laughs> it's, it's kind you of always correct my pronunciation of it. Yes. I always <laughs> no, it but I, I will give the baby credit because it's like he's always coming out with new music. So it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's also like one of the few like new age rappers out there that actually has like a personality and is like has charisma, you know, and doesn't want oh, me yeah. to pop a bunch of Xanax and exactly no <laughs> yeah definitely but um so the you, since obviously you guys you or it was brought up that you guys just officially started playing in january have you guys actually had a chance to get out and do like live shows together yet or yeah yeah. So we had a uh, show, I think it was on February 29th. So that's when we released, released our like first double single. Okay. Um, it was on campus at uh, Boulevard Records. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was really easy for people to come see us since it was on campus. They could yeah. walk there. It was like $5 entry. So they didn't have to pay too much to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a lot of fun. We had um, a friend of ours, Kelly Cronin um, opened for us and then um, Sugar in the Gas Tank um, was another band that opened for us and uh, Seth and I actually played for um, Kelly as well okay yeah and we had uh, we had a, a, some other gigs planned um, that sort of got canceled because of all this um, but I think that that's partially kind of how we were able to get this new song and some of the other stuff we're working on out so quickly is we had the extra time to, to record and stuff like that now gotcha. um, so, and I, I think, you know, in, in other bands that uh, Luke and I have, have been in, you know, sometimes the, the focus has been more on playing and you don't get to spend as much time writing and recording because you're yeah. just trying to get gig after gig after gig. And so we've tried to sort of take advantage of not being able to go play and stuff to, you know, get more music out there. So when we, when we do get to go back, we have, we have plenty of stuff to draw from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what's kind of the outlook looking like in Nashville and then where you guys are at currently as far as everything starting to open up from the pandemic? Uh, to be quite honest, I don't know exactly. I know some of the stay-at-home orders, like some, certain businesses are starting to open. I know in Atlanta where Luke Huff and I are right now, they're, uh, they've reopened some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they've, they've got pretty strict in place like you know they had barbershops reopen and we both went to like get a haircut but you know you had to wear a mask and we were the only people in the in the store yeah. pretty much and that sort of thing Meanwhile, um, like my hair is past my chin and i need a haircut <laughs> but, but other yeah. than that we pretty much still stayed home because you know obviously yeah. the, the the threat has not necessarily gone away mm-hmm. yet oh, yeah. um and so we've tried to limit our <clears throat> exposure to the the outside world and, and when we have just tried to you know stay safe wash yeah. wash our hands that sort of thing yeah. you know and um you know i think things are just going to kind of reopen slowly mm-hmm. in nashville as far as i know um mm-hmm. you know I, i'm heading back there in a few weeks to to start a, a job oh, um and so you know yeah i think it, it it's just going to kind of be a slow process yeah. um but yeah know- I know in Texas, where I'm based out of, they're looking at, or Friday is when they're going to start opening a lot of, or they're going to like redefine what an essential business is. And then anything that's open or newly open, 
you can only operate at 25% capacity. So like whatever your capacity is, you can only have 25% of that. And then um, I know at work, they're not looking until like the end of June, I've heard, to kind of start bringing people, because I work for a TV station. So Oh, okay. Yeah. So like I'm working remotely right now and like, especially the department I'm in, they're like, well, you guys are doing so good at home. We're not in any rush to bring you back in. So. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's a tough situation for everyone. And I, I don't know if anyone really knows how to navigate it best. So I, yeah. I think it's, it's just going to kind of be a, you know, just a, a time of, of figuring out how, how everything's going to kind of yeah. come back to normal, at least somewhat uh, in spite of all of this. So. Yeah. You know, hopefully it, everyone will have grace with each other and, and you know and it'll just kind of be a process where you know everyone sort of realizes that we're we're all in it together and yeah i was waiting for you guys to break out into high school musical there <laughs> you're not gonna find me you're not gonna find me singing that though I'll tell you uh, that. i'm oh, sorry i'm sorry to be I'm sorry to be the boring one, but I'm not singing that. <laughs> You'll sit there and no, sing Playboy Cardi, but you won't sing We're All In It Together. I am not the one I feel singing that Playboy Cardi. Hypocritical. I, I'm not the one singing Playboy Cardi. Not quite the reaction when I said his name, Gabe. I, huh? like, I said you, you had quite the reaction when I said his name. Just because we've talked about him before too, we, we we have discussions about the the rap artists and all that stuff. Sometimes. I I think I think you're low key a Playboy Cardi fan. Yeah, I, I will say his his beats are kind of hard. His beats are kind of hard. I mean, <laughs> at the very least, you got to say he's got some good beats. But definitely, <laughs> awesome, awesome. But I don't want to keep you guys too much longer because it's already pretty late in the night and all that fun stuff. But um where can everybody find the your music currently the new single coming out where can everybody find that all that fun stuff on pretty much any platform available um i have it set so like i can always check to upload it to new stores or anything um but it's basically on like spotify that's where we get most of our traffic itunes apple music uh title youtube ads even um youtube music everything like that yeah and you said yeah. didn't someone use it in a tiktok in india or something oh yeah somebody <laughs> i was like going through tiktok and like my song kind of came up on like one video um it was just like random pictures um i couldn't explain what it was okay yeah, i mean and none of us can dance so if, if any of y'all watching are like tiktok people out there you feel free to start some kind of challenge and uh, I, I think luke is the better dancer of all of us <laughs> oh, oh me no yeah <laughs> that's funny um but yeah like you said on all streaming platforms i think you you said you tagged our our band uh the yep. post for the stream so if you're having trouble how to spell it uh it's right there racist soloquitur r-e-s i S P A L I P S A. It's I P S A. Now we're messing up our own. Does that name. count? You, you didn't mess. It's R E S I P S A L O Q U I T O R. Boom. By the way, hopefully, if you can type in race ipsa, you can probably get, you can probably get there. Um, 
I don't but think yeah. there's too many bands called Race Ipsa Locator. There there. No, there's an album out there called Race Ipsa Locator, but it's spelled the correct way with the U instead of the O. Oh, yeah, that's Actually, part of the thing, too. Interesting, interesting tidbit. When I went to go find you on – when I went to go find Race Ipsa Locator on Facebook, there was about six pages. None of them were bands, but they were just, like, random, like, pages. I don't know. It was cool. Huh. Yeah. Um, well, that on social media, I believe all our accounts are are racist soliquitor band. Yeah. So yeah, you can find us all all that way. Nice. And so, uh, race ipsiloquitor. It's a Latin word. I thought it was French originally, but it's Latin. Um, and what does it mean in Latin? It means the thing speaks for itself. So like the idea behind the band name is so um, I heard that in my business law class, actually, my professors like joked around. He's like, that'd be a great band name, like Race Ipsa Loquitur. I was like, you know what? That is actually a great band name because the image, like the vision we wanted behind the band is we didn't like want a flashy image. We just kind of wanted our music to speak for itself pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that, that partially comes from, me, I think, and everyone else to some degree, you know, we've talked about groups like Kiss and stuff like that, that that we like, but we're all fairly more introverted or just like we're not the type of people to go on and throw, you know, on a bunch of makeup or have some big kind of glamorous stage show, you know, and it's more just sort of about the music and, and us just kind of trying to be a good rock band is sort of our our big goal. And yeah, authentic, authenticity is kind of, kind of the biggest part of it for us. You know, we were trying to just present ourselves you know, as, as truthfully as we can. And, and, you know, hopefully people can relate to that and connect with us on that. Awesome. Yeah, and also, always, what, huh, Gabe? Were you I say? actually dressed up as Kiss for a cover show at once. I had like the four inch platforms, the makeup and the outfit and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, and then just kind of like um, one final question to kind of wrap everything up into a nice, neat little bow. It'll be an, an individual question. And uh, so I'll kind of let you guys determine who answers first or how you answer. It's a vague question, um, but why music? Oh. Yeah, you got it. Go ahead, Gabe. Go ahead. Honestly, that's... That's a question that I honestly, I would wonder like why well, I've never even asked myself that because it just kind of has been because oh, I love it. I mean, my parents raised me on good music. I tried being an engineering major. I originally went to university of Dayton in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I was an engineering major for a year. I, I hated it. It was mm-hmm. terrible. It was not fun. And then I started playing music again. Uh, I got in with another band up in Cincy uh, and then eventually also came to join these guys too. And actually a second band up in Cincy that's unfortunately since disbanded. But, um, you know, just when I started playing again, felt like everything was coming back together. So all I can really say about that is that I can't really see myself doing anything else because I love doing this so much. I, I could never stand to do anything else. And I've tried as I said, being an engineering man, but I just, I can't, I can't do it. I have to, I have to be, I have to be involved in music in one way or another. Like, it's just kind of a, it's a, it's just a given. It's like part of who I am almost. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but like, that's, that's the honest truth. 
Nice. Um, for me, so I've always been like a quiet kid, like even throughout high school, like I never talked much during class, I never raised my hand, never went out of my way to like make a whole lot of friends. It's just music is like my voice. Like I never really had a say in like social situations and like what to go, where to go. I mean, what to do, what's, where to go. And so like music kind of gives me the power of expressing myself pretty much like giving me the option to decide something. Yeah, I'd say kind of, kind of a similar thing. Although I I'd say, you know, not to get too dark or put a damper on the conversation, but I kind of got more bullied into being a quiet person. <laughs> so I was a very, very exuberant little kid. And then, you know, kind of got made fun of for a lot of, you know, things that were me. And so sort of for me, art and music, and the people I connected with there, that was just kind of the most like freeing space for me. And I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm in a much better place now in terms of self-image and all that, but yeah. it's still just something where I feel like, you know, I can say and express things that, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable, you know, being very public about or, or mm -hmm. whatever. It's just kind of a way to channel any, you know, pent up feelings or, or, or things that, you know, I just feel like I can't uh, express anywhere else. Gotcha. Um, I kind of break up that question into three like sub questions, which I'll, I'll go through briefly. I won't like spend five minutes on this one question, but like why music then is like, um, I just always grew up with it. And it's always just been a part of my life. I can, I know I've never figured out like why exactly it's just been there. Mm -hmm. Well, like why music now, um, especially writing music. Uh, I, I'm a very extroverted person and I'm a very cheerful person. And so I feel like people kind of have this image of me, you know, when I'm talking, you know, that I'm always like happy and positive, which I usually am, but I feel like music kind of gives me the, the option to kind of vent about, about things I've been going through, you know, that I, I don't want to talk about cause I don't want to bring down the conversation or in like, or have, you know, feelings that I, I don't feel like I can have like in a, in a person to person conversation, not to be like a downer or anything, but like, I feel like that's kind of helped, especially the writing. And then like, what would you say? I said it's very therapeutic for. Definitely. <laughs> and then the third is, is why bass specifically. Um, and I think it's because like, I love supporting people and I love helping people. And I think bass is a very supportive instrument, especially because not a lot of people play bass. And so I, I love being that, you know, the helper, you know, using my talents to, to, to help people. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for uh, giving me the time to sit down and chat. Um, you know, thank you. I believe Seth, you were the one that uh, filled out our, our requested to jump on here. And I'm glad yeah. you really did. I joined uh, Young Entertainment Professionals a few months ago and I'm a part of that Facebook group and saw your posts and I was like, oh, this, this sounds like it'd be super fun. And uh, I, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I, I had a good time. So <laughs> I had a good time too. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Appreciate it. It was, uh, you know, it, it's a, the, like the podcast isn't a new thing for us, but the way we're kind of putting it out there as far as the live streaming aspect is newer for us. And then the, uh, like the way we're getting talent is new because I kind of hit a point where I was like, I really hate scheduling these things. Cause I got to remember what my schedule is. And <laughs> so like two weeks ago, uh, we built out a website and I found that on their back end they had a scheduling app. 
that I could put in whatever my regular work schedule is and then put in business or business hours. And it would just let people kind of like select when they wanted to do a podcast. And I'm like, you know what, let's do that. Cause I don't have to remember what my schedule is. You know? Well, I think that's super cool too, because I think that especially yeah. in Nashville, you know, there's so many opportunities where you have to audition for it or approve yourself or whatever. And there's not as many opportunities that bands could take advantage of to kind of get their, their feet wet. And so having something like this where it's like, Oh, cool. We can, we can book it and, and get ourselves in. And it's not like, Oh, I have to know this, you know, yeah. super high up person in the music industry or something as you know, obviously I think it's a great opportunity for us and for our artists. So yeah. if you're watching this and you haven't taken advantage of it yet. You should definitely uh, book some time and have a good chat. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, when the um, single drops, uh, make sure uh, we get a copy because we just started doing uh, s album reviews and stuff like that as well. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, send it your way. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, we can uh, just send you the track beforehand, too. Then when it comes out on May 15th, you can put out the review. Okay. Yeah, not a problem. Um, yeah, we just recently started doing that. Like, this website that we launched has just opened up so many avenues for us. It's like, oh, hey, we can all do this in one place now because I used to have like a medium page that would always get neglected because it's like, I don't want to have to go to another website. And now everything's on one site. And it's like, oh, great. Now I can do all the stuff I want to do. <laughs> right. um, but thank you all so much for jumping on here. Really appreciate it. It's been a fun conversation. You know, I yeah. It's always interesting because especially when I have zero context to who the band is, like very minimal prior interaction and what have you, I never know how the conversation's going to go. Like I always revert back to one of my first podcasts I ever did where halfway through the interview, uh, halfway through a 10 minute interview, because the interview wasn't going anywhere, I forgot the artist's name. Oh no. So I'm sitting oh. there and I'm like, Ed, so what do you think of this? Shit, what's your name? You know, yeah. <laughs> hey, so it's like, you know, it, it's like one of those things I, I always flash back to that moment and I'm like, oh, please don't ever let that happen again. And, you know, and luckily it hasn't. And that's yeah, you nailed our pronunciation of our name on the first try. So yeah, I was like really surprised by that because most people don't. They're like, uh, Res Ipsa Lockwitter or something like that. Yeah, my friends don't even try. It's sad. <laughs> well, when I before I not one band <laughs> before I jumped on here, I was like, you know what, this might be a band name that I just might have to have them introduce because <laughs> it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to pronounce this and then. You said it once, race ipsa loquitur, and I'm like, oh, I got this. Yeah. No yeah. You know. Well, I'm glad we had that little pep talk beforehand. Yeah. yeah and you, uh, you nailed it in the intro, so it yeah. all worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually where I fumble it, like, because I get so amped up in the intro. And so, like, I'll get rolling, and then I'll just kind of stumble. Like, if it's a really complex name, I'll just kind of stumble through it. And now that we're live, it adds more pressure because it's like, I can't oh, really yeah. retake it because I've already fumbled it for tens of hundreds of people watching, you know, whoever's watching it, you know. Versus my last name. I've never had anyone pronounce it first on the right, like, like pronounce it uh, correct on the first try. Yeah. It's like spelled M-C-I-L-V-E-N-N-A. It's like McIlvena. It's like very Irish. 
Uh-huh. Most people are like McLevina or like. So I've heard someone say Macklemore <laughs> once. <laughs> that's oh, well, that's what? crazy. I mean, I, I know exactly. Uh, guilty pleasures. <laughs> that, that's all right. Luke, <laughs> oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking talking about because my last name is Quiet, but it's not spelled Q U I E T. It's spelled K W I A T. So I get Kuwait. I get Kuyat. I get everything under the sun and the one that drives me the most nuts is quake because it's not even spelt like that yeah and so anytime yeah. somebody calls me that it's like i didn't know i was a middle eastern country but yeah. you know. the more you know yeah. but you know i might just take a 23 and me test you never know find yeah. out and then i find out i'm like all german you know whatever but um anyways but once again thank you all so much i really appreciate it. it's it been a great conversation and it, it went really well i'm really happy with how it went um yeah. anybody that's out there listening go support these guys facebook youtube spotify race ipsa loquitur one time for the road yeah <laughs> I, I gotta flaunt it because i guarantee you you try and ask me tomorrow it's gonna be like oh shit you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, so you, this this live stream is up there publicly for you to come back to if you ever feel like you need to brush up on it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. And then uh, we we come out to uh, Nashville quite frequently. We've got a lot of connects out there and a lot of people that want to work with us. We want to work with that we have worked with. So next time we come out to Nashville, we'll definitely hit you all up and that'd be awesome. Something else going yeah. on. Cool. Um, Thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we do like live jam sesh videos, stuff like that. You know, it's. Uh, oh yeah, we'd have a fun uh, time with that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, we haven't had a chance to do a full like we have a thing called the jam session podcast, which is basically this interview, but in between the interview, you guys just play songs. And we haven't had a chance to do that with a full band yet because we haven't quite figured out how that flow is going to work. We usually just stay with like solo and duo acoustic right now, just because a, I can do that by myself. I can actually mic that stuff. But the second you bring in a drum kit, it's like, Hey, we can, we can can help you out with that. And if you ever want us to come play for you. Oh yeah. Uh, especially on those trips i'd be bringing my uh sound engineer with us anyways but it's you know just like right now during the quarantine it's like oh crap i'm here by myself you know yeah right and then all i've got is this zoom h6 so i couldn't even fit a uh full drum kit on the interface anyways even if i wanted to so right yeah me neither my interface only has like four inputs yeah I don't even um, have my interface with me right now. I got my headphone mic doing all the work. Nice. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? It, headphone mics, especially if it's like a video game one, they actually have pretty decent. They do. Pretty decent oh, quality. Right? This isn't one. It's just this little thing on the on the strand here. I mean, it's not... I mean, the headphones are great. The mic, nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> headphone mic on it, but I have to reverse the... I think the, the, the sexiness of your voice pretty well, Gabe. <laughs> huh? I think it captures the sexiness of your voice pretty well. Sultry. Thank of your you. Voice. 
yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Ah, uh, there it is. I'm not. I'm not doing that again, though. <laughs> hey, at least we have it on the internet to to come back. To oh yeah. Now it's now it's stuck on there forever. That's great. Me doing like the Kool Aid Man voice. Go, I think I'm gonna have to go back, clip it, and put it into our intro. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Live and Amplified. His, yeah. And Gabriel Page as the Kool-Aid man. As All I got to do is bust through a wall back there and maybe hurt my head. <laughs> I don't think I play the guitar quite the same after that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, make sure you go support these guys, Facebook, Spotify. Um, this podcast will be up on Spotify here probably in the next – 12 hours yeah 12 hours or so um and make sure you go visit liveandamplified.net because somebody owns com and won't sell it to me so whoever you are i'm looking what the heck guys (laughs) yeah honestly for us like we were trying to go with like roll tape productions for our like our uh production and like engineering like audio engineering business but like it's taken it was like five grand to buy and i was like there's no way i have five grand right now to pay for that (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> school debt and everything else. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, go with the dot net. Dot net's fine. But uh, yeah, once again, thank you all. Really appreciate it. Thank you everybody for tuning in, and we will see you all later. <laughs>